Welcome back to Unarmored Talk Podcast. Thank you so much for listening and watching each episode. And continue, please, to share with your friends and family members and colleagues. And don't forget to leave a rating or review if you feel this is an uh, awesome show. And you can connect to all of my social media on the Parade Deck. Just look in the show notes or you can put in the search engine Mario P. Fields Parade Deck and get all access to my social media. Well, let's get ready to interview another guest who is willing to remove their armor to help other people. Welcome back, everyone, to Unarmored Talk Podcast. I am your host, Mario P. Fields, and today's amazing guest who's a week, you know, willing to remove her armor to help other people, gain a better understanding of how not to emotionally react in life to things, but how to think and respond to improve the outcome. Natasha Durkins, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Mario. Thank you. How are you? Oh, uh, you know, I am still motivated and smiling as, as we talked before the show. But but everyone, before we get to this amazing guest and before I officially introduce her again, thank you guys. If you want to connect to all my crazy social media, go on Parade Deck. That's ParadeDeck.com. You can check me out on TikTok, Instagram, your mommagram, your daddygram. You guys know the deal, all of that stuff. And uh, check out some of some, some of the fun stuff out there as we create content to make a positive, positive impact on people in the world. And thank you to our channel members. You Again, every month, your contributions are making a difference for Still Serving Incorporated. And that's, uh, you guys want to learn more? Again, you want to join us in making a difference for the youth, shaping our future for tomorrow? Go to www.stillservinginc.com. Find one of the program buckets, if you will, that you want to donate a dollar or two and get, get, get behind us and support so we can make a difference around the world with today's developing in a positive way, today's youth. So I'm done with that. You guys know the deal. Done with all that admin stuff. So today we have, right, Natasha Durkin. She goes by Tash. Um, she's the vice president of mission support at the Federal Aviation Administration. She's a public speaker and she's a recent author, everyone, of a book. And it's called Fiercely Joyful, Fiercely Joyful. Tash, welcome to the show. Please tell the listeners and viewers a little bit about yourself. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me on, Mario. It's an honor. Um, and fiercely joyful. I'm so excited about that, that book that's coming out soon. It's a joyful. But I'll tell you, I'm from Scranton, Pennsylvania. Uh, born and raised there, but I've spent now most of my life in the DMV living in all three places, D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. So this is home for me now. I consider myself a champion of authenticity. Uh, I derive a lot of passion from helping people show up as themselves and find the space and power to bring joy into their lives. That's, that's a little bit about me. Cool. You know, the entire Fields family roughly is from Pennsylvania, by the way. Oh, really? I didn't even know. Okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. All the field. You go to Pennsylvania. You that's where you find the hallmark of all the Fields family, Pennsylvania. Cheese steak, not steak and cheese. No, right, right, right. <laughs> well, you you are you are already a fan. I mean, I was already a fan of yours, but now you know the stock just went up. You know what I mean? I'm gonna. Well, thank you. Thank you. Increase, increase my investment in Tash stocks. <laughs> well. Let's talk about it. You know, you, you know, you, you, you chose to write this book called Fiercely 
joyful when we see you. I mean, vice VP, mission support for about six months now and you know, some other th things you've accomplished in your life. Um, you know, my mom raised me well. So, you, you know, you're about 25, right? 25. Right. And <laughs> in the 20s. In the 20s, we good, you know, we good. And I just hit 30. <laughs> so, but but fiercely joyful. From my basic understanding, um, there was a moment in your life where you were probably fiercely miserable. Let's let's jump into the topic. Absolutely. Yes, there was. That was a period of my life when I was in my early 20s, so just a few years ago, <laughs> just kidding, y'all, 20-some years ago, um, yeah. and I was, I was, I was young and dealing with a lot of depression, actually, at the time, and loneliness, because it wasn't long after my mother had passed away, mm. and I had a boyfriend I moved in with, um, and was living in his apartment, you know, and it was really a tumultuous relationship from the start. But once we moved in together, it, it got to be much worse uh, and it became an abusive relationship. Uh, but, it, but, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, 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 go ahead, go ahead. It, it became abusive and I stayed longer than I should have because I felt like I had nowhere to go. And I was alone, I had no money, um, and I just felt like I had no choice. So I stayed. And, and Tash, when you say abusive, if you don't mind, what, what, do, you, what do you mean by it was an abusive, you know, physically, verbally, both? It was both. It was mm -hmm. both physically abusive and verbally, emotionally, um, the, the, the one of the worst physical abuses I recall was my head being slammed on the stove. Wow. Thank God wasn't hot, but it was slammed <laughs> on the stove and I had a bruise of the burner on my face, you know, for days. Wow. Um, you know, so it, it was um, it, it was a very difficult relationship. And yeah. it was just at that time where I just thought. I had to deal with it. You know, it's interesting you say that because I, I, I've heard and I know of people who have been or are currently in relationships that they feel and they believe they, they just have to deal with it, with, with that. For you, what, what was it that made you just believe that you just have to deal with this verbal and physical abuse? I have to tell you, it actually goes back to, to other abuse I dealt with in my life as a child. I was molested mm. by my grandfather uh, and a babysitter. And I never told anybody until I was, you know, literally in, in my late 20s. Um, so even that, that, I didn't talk about that until after I was in this abusive relationship. But I just remember feeling two things. One when I was molested, that it was my fault, that I brought it upon myself. And two, that if I told anyone, people wouldn't believe me or they would be upset and angry at me and I would get in trouble. Mm. And so I didn't want that. And I carry that with me in this relationship because I felt like I must have been doing something to bring it on myself. 
you know, why he wouldn't just do this, right? You know, I had to be provoking it. And I also felt embarrassed and didn't want to tell people that that was happening in my home. Wow. So you essentially, you know, you essentially, because of things that happened in your childhood, you essentially started to believe, you, you know what, there's something about me I'm doing to provoke this abuse. So you essentially started self-reflecting on yourself on how to reduce these behaviors. Is that what I'm hearing? Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm. And I, you know, I didn't tell my friends for quite some time. And when I finally started talking to them, because at some point they could see the bruises, um, you know, they were like, well, what, why didn't you tell us, you know, you, you need to get out of there. You need to, and I made excuses. You know, I made excuses for him. Well, I don't think it won't happen again. You know, he had a hard day at work, whatever the excuse was. And Mario, I should have known better because my mother volunteered at a domestic violence uh, shelter for women. She got up in the middle of the night, helped women who had been raped, beaten, and needed support. You know, she did this for years. She was in the newspaper and Scranton Times, you know, they're celebrating her for her work. Wow. I knew better. And I, I don't think I ever expected to find myself there. But when it happened, I couldn't easily pull myself out. Yeah, you know, it's always interesting when 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 folks, when you, you know, I can only speak for me, but when you're on the outside looking in, it's easier to give advice. And, and then when it's you, um, like you said, it's a whole different different ball game. At what point did you ever get to a point, Tash, where you said, oh, this is not my fault. I, I, I don't deserve this physical. I don't deserve to have my head slammed on a stove um, and, and, and talked like I, I am um, not a human being. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving this relationship. Did you ever get to that point or what happened? I did eventually. I started making some plans in my head, and it was the impetus of it was I learned he was cheating on me. So, you know, here I am, a punching bag, and he's out doing his thing in the middle of the night. You know, I end up getting a phone call from a woman, you know. Right. And that was the moment when I was like, I can't, what am I doing? What am I doing? I'm sacrificing myself, my worth, allowing this man to take advantage of me physically, and he's not even being faithful in our relationship. Why am I here? Right. You know, and so at that point, I started thinking in my mind, and I had no idea how I was going to do it because I was broke, <laughs> but I said, I got to get up out of here. I have to yeah. figure out how to get out of this relationship. Mm, yeah, so here you are going, okay, let me let me check my bank account. All right, negative ten dollars. All right, that's that's a good start. Uh, <laughs> you know, but in all seriousness, you, you know, so you, you started the kind of design of plan and and to to leave this this relationship. And then how did you eventually did you eventually have a plan and, and do it, or did you get some help? Praise the Lord, I got some help. And, and this is why I would say to people, you know, don't, don't think you're alone. There's always someone in your corner willing to help. And I had 
kicked all my friends to the curb because of the guy. You know, I was doing that. I don't have time for you, you know, focused fully on him. Um, you know, so I wasn't spending time, wasn't returning phone calls in a timely manner, wasn't hanging out with the girls. Um, but once I had that revelation about him, him cheating, and I knew I couldn't leave on my own, I just picked up the phone and asked for some ideas. I said, y'all, can you tell me, you know, is there a shelter? Is there somewhere I can go? I need to get out of here. I can't take it anymore. And I called my girlfriends who were um, at Howard and some who were down the street in D.C. And they were like, when do you want to leave? <laughs> I was like, I'm, I need to go as soon as possible, but I don't have any money. You know, don't worry about it. We'll be there tonight. What time do you go to work? What? Tonight? <laughs> you know, I was. And then all of a sudden I was like, should I do this? Oh, my God. I don't know. What will I do? You know, hey, your, girl, your, your girlfriends are like special operations. <laughs> you're a military guy. They're coming in, cammied up with night vision goggles to get you. <laughs> One of them getting ready to retire from the army right now. <laughs> but they did, I mean, literally, because they didn't have a car. They came up in a taxi cab. Had the wow. taxi cab driver wait, sitting outside. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait, wait a minute. They didn't even have vehicles. But they improvised. Wow. Okay, that's what that's when you know you have a true friend and true yeah. friends and people that love you um unconditionally mm. because they could have been like, oh, now you now you want to call Tash, you know, now that you in trouble, you want now you want to call. They I didn't hear none of that. None of that. They were like, okay, we're coming tonight. Here's the plan. Do this, do that. And they literally scooped me out in the middle of the night while he was at work. So, so, so it had, that is amazing. You know, ladies and gentlemen, that's why I love doing this because I learn about the guests on the show. And so that, that is amazing. So, so now they, 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 yellow taxi cab, we'll just go with yellow cab, but they, <laughs> they, you know, they get the taxi cab, they get you out of there at any point, once you got away from, uh, you know, from that, that abusive relationship at that any point did he, uh, try to reach back out to you to make it seem like things will change. Absolutely. Mm. Right away. You know, as soon as he saw the empty closet and dresser, you know, he, he, he realized it was for real. Um, and he did, Oh, I'll never do it again. I'm sorry. You know, I need you. And I'm not going to lie and say, I didn't think about it because as I'm talking to you now, I think this is the first time I ever said it, but technically I was homeless. I was homeless and I was living in various dorm rooms with my girlfriends while I was trying to get back on my feet. Thank God for them because I had nowhere to go. Um, but I, I realized then I was worth more than that. And so I was not going to, I was going to have to figure it out go from room to room, whatever. I was making people Rice Krispie treats and selling them because <laughs> I was hungry. I was like, I can cook if you let me have some, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I'm glad we can we can laugh at, at this, but oh my goodness. It was rough. I was, I was literally homeless. I've never said that, but mm. I really was. And um, I'm just so fortunate that I had that support system around me because I think if I was alone, I might have went back, Mario. 
you know, I might've went back. My friends weren't having that. And that's why I asked that question, because I believe I believe that, that the, the listeners and viewers who, who listen and share this with with anyone that's going through something like this to 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 make the choice not to let the manipulation, uh, you know, make them emotionally make a decision to go back into that environment uh, where it just continues. Mm-hmm. And, and it's just, and to hear how you made the decision with the support of your friends to, to not allow your emotions and a lot, not allow that manipulation from him, you know, pull, pull you back. And, and then to go from homeless to making rice krispies. And I like, I like the strategy. Look, yo, I'm, I can make some rice krispies. And also let me test them and taste them. <laughs> no, folk can't cook, you know, folk cannot cook, especially the fellas, you know, so can't cook, can't bake. So I did. I said, hey, I will cook for you. I'll even go to the grocery store and get the groceries. You got to buy them. But um, I do get a plate. You know? <laughs> and I was a pretty decent cook, you know. So that is how I fed myself that and McDonald's hamburgers at the time, which luckily I don't have to eat those every day anymore. I don't eat meat anymore. But that was McDonald's hamburgers and other people's food. And now look at you, never giving up. Now you're vice president, you know, at the FAA for mission support. You're an author, public speaker, executive leader, and and more. I mean, and you have a wonderful brother, by the way. I love your brother. Ellis Craig. I do. (laughs) He's the mom. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. So looking back, Tash, looking back, if you had to give one piece of advice to anyone that's currently in a relationship like this, or in the future, like some folks don't even know they're going, they're going to be in one. Like you said, they don't see it coming. What piece of advice would you give them? My, my advice would be to recognize and acknowledge what situation you're in and know that you can get help. So that means admit to yourself what you're in because that's the first piece of not making excuses for the person or people or whatever acknowledge that and know you can get help and whether it's family whether it's friends if you're embarrassed you don't want to talk there are shelters that are um, available to men and women who are abused and um, they will set you up even if you have kids you can take your kids um, they will take full care of you and help you get on your feet. And you're worth it. You're worth it. Yeah, amen. And it's just, again, interesting how you, your mother's doing amazing things in Scranton, Pennsylvania. She's in the paper. You, you know, you, you're witnessing the, the resources. You're witnessing the journeys of, of battered women and men, if you will. And then here you are and you don't even know what to do. And, 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 and I applaud you for removing your armor and, um, and thank you for having the courage to come on and talk about that. Thank you for that wonderful advice, Tash. And we're looking so forward to hopefully, ladies and gentlemen, if you didn't buy it, if you don't buy the book, Fiercely Joyful, shame on you. <laughs> Fiercely Joyful is coming out in September. And I, I want to say, I just want folks to know that that support system is so important to me that I've donated my proceeds or I am donating. The check is, is in the mail 
proceeds to um, the Women's Resource Center of Northeastern Pennsylvania, where my mother volunteered all those years ago. Um, that is people cool. need support. Yeah, no, thank you for giving back. And how can people find you if they want to connect with you? You can go to our, my website, which is uh, www.fiercely-joyful.com, or you can find me on any of the socials at OnlyTash. You guys heard it. Also, there'll be in the show notes. And if you're listening, there'll be in the show notes on audio as well. Well, I know you are, I won't say busy. You guys always know that. The guests I bring on, they're having fun in what they're doing these days. So I will let you get back to inspiring the world and motivating, people, motivating everyone in the FAA. And so thank you so much. Please be safe. And uh, thank you just for taking the time to be on the show, Tash. Thank you so much, Mario. So it's an honor and a pleasure. I appreciate it. No, no worries. Well, hey, everyone, you guys know the deal. Two episodes a month. So you guys are here. You guys, you'll be hearing me in about two weeks. But until then, you guys know the deal. Be safe and God bless you. We will see or hear from me soon. Thank you for listening to this most recent episode. And remember, you can listen and watch all of the previous episodes on my YouTube channel. The best way to connect to me and all of my social media is follow me on the parade deck that is www.paradedeck.com or you can click on the link in the show notes i'll see you guys soon